You think I could hop into one of them and drive it away? I'd love to just drive the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of this. I had such a good life. My life was great. And then I said, let's do this, darling. This will be a lot of fun. I just want you guys to remember that confirmation hearings are the exact same thing as Jesus's crucifixion. I mean, Jesus had a hearing. He did. <laughs> His went a little bit differently, though. <laughs> he did not get a SCOTUS seat. He did not. So, he, he didn't pass committee. I mean, that's that to me is girl power. Oh, Lord. God. Everything is bad. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to say that, but everything really is bad. And just getting worse. <sighs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, how? Yeah. So how are you guys? It's uh, it's another week. We, we might as well kick things off. It's Kyle here. We got Greg and Jordan on the fucking track. <laughs> and it's let's the, fucking go we're in the uh what what i don't what could this time period be called we're like in purgatory it is very purgatorial i guess but like we're recording this the wednesday before the election the of course the uh, and the election that I'm talking about is uh, Burgess Owens versus Ben McAdams. The big one, the one we've all been waiting for, which reminds we me. We are should, a uh, week away from my personal savior, Burgess Owens, just, within the last getting week, a Congress seat. Within the last week, we got, <laughs> we get noticed that the, um, I think the, I think it was the New York times essentially caught, caught him uh, spending or excuse me, raising $150,000 of campaign funds illegally. Um, so that's the first thing. And then uh, <laughs> second one was Burgess Owens. Hey, maybe maybe Q's got some things right, you know? <laughs> so. You don't know that Q's not real. All these leftists just coming out all of a sudden just makes you think like maybe there is something to it. That's right. If what, you guys don't... It, you guys aren't for getting rid of child pedophiles? What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, just think about this. When, like, when can we finally have an honest conversation about pedophiles in this country? <laughs> when are we going to get rid of the Hollywood pedophiles? See, yeah, can we please? But, um, man, I, uh, I recently listened to the, it was the, I think it, I don't know if at this point it's most recent, but it's it's the it's the, probably the most recent free episode of QAnon Anonymous where they go to QCon in Arizona and wait, there's a QCon. Yes, so it was at this uh, it was at this resort in Arizona, and um, oh my god, I highly recommend it. if if you if there's one if there's one podcast that I that like uh, I could recommend to people who have like friends or family who are getting into Q shit and you don't really know much about it. Please listen to Q and anonymous and please listen to the episode, that recent episode where they go to QCon in Arizona, they all tried to be undercover. Um, but because they've gone to so many Q events that like the, the, some of the organizers recognize them, Travis, in fact, like he's had a beard for like 15 years. He shaved his beard. He wore glasses that he never wears. And someone was like, 
hey, you're the the podcast guy at the from the Tallahassee Q events, <laughs> like instantly. Oh, wow. Um, it's it, it was nuts, but like the way that it it was really interesting hearing them because um, they recorded large parts of it, but it was interesting to hear how they um, the Q folks are trying to essentially pivot to where they don't get like uh caught or like because so many q um, accounts are being shut down or banned from twitter and from um, youtube and from facebook because they you know um are calling for the execution of like eh, chrissy Teigen or whatever so they get kicked off <laughs> online <laughs> because generally you can't do that and then Sick. but so, so they're 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 getting smarter where basically you know, Q, Q people are basically telling other people to stop other Q folks to stop using the word Q and start to just refer to each other as patriots. Um, Hell yes. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's it, pretty good. It really is kind of amazing. Like the subterfuge that they go through now just to like cover it up. Like they'll, mm-hmm. they'll go through like call each other like C-U-E instead of Q yeah. or they'll just C-U-E go with 17. Just, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, just like to cover up that they're still kind of bad shit crazy but you know yes. you can still get the meaning across <laughs> i'm gonna just say this i'm gonna change my name to the punisher symbol kind of like how prince did <laughs> <laughs> the podcaster formerly known as greg and he just goes by the punisher yes symbol. <laughs> uh, honestly that's kind of cool branding like I, that you might want to do that i mean if true. it wasn't essentially like now like the american totenkopf which is like the emblem that the ss used but you know right <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, we should. Greg, you alone should reappropriate that for us. Um, because take back the skull, <laughs> exactly. Can we just it. talk about how like Burgess Owens is like Teflon Burgess? Because, like, <laughs> I, I don't know how this man has like has like thrived this well in politics. Because let's just take it from the top here. He sued the NFL saying that it gave him brain damage and that his ex-wife yep. also sued the NFL saying that the amount of care that she had to provide to Burgess Owens was an undue was an undue burden on both of them. But somehow wow. he can Yeah, that's in the I read read that in the Tribune article today. That was something. Oh yes. Um let's talk about the fact that he's not necessarily living in Utah, he's living with a donor. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Where? <laughs> I don't know, but I guess somewhere in the fourth district. I don't know where. The, the district maps are messed up anyway. Um, let's Saratoga talk about Springs. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's talk about the fact Stone. that um, the contributions that somehow no one is doing books for Burgess Owens campaign because it was just a simple error because this is just people who are giving above like the $2,700 limit. Yeah. And yeah. I, like any campaign, you'd be like, "Whoop, can't use that. Return a check because yes, that's it's literally up to the campaign. I don't know, man. You Seems can like keep donating. Quinn Snyder's really been putting in overtime, guys. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, also, let's not forget the whole like running a charity that didn't actually do charity. It helped. At, wah, wah, wah. Helped a total of zero. And then men. illegally took a salary, even though he doesn't work for said charity anymore. <laughs> It's all just insane, and this guy is, like, still has a good chance of winning. I know. It's like if Jacob Wall was running a political campaign. Dude, well, okay, this reminds me of, like, similarly to Jacob Wall. I think it was in California. Was it California? I don't know. Someone was doing, like, fake fake uh, ballot drop boxes, and they were like, 
and they got in trouble for it and then they just kept doing it again and they're like we can't like they're not listening to us they won't stop doing it it's like that was the california republican party yeah okay california republican party i think it was fake drop boxes right yeah they were doing fake drop boxes like in several cities in california and just be like and and then they like point out like hey that's really illegal and they were like yeah so who's gonna stop us yeah they're like uh they won't stop frowny face it's like what (laughs) well i mean we all know the the there's a formula now to this kind of stuff that is you do illegal crimes and then the second it gets brought up you just talk about how giant donald trump's hog is um and you get off scot-free with a pardon so i mean i respect the grind i respect the grift go ahead i mean who gives a shit the planet's boiling yeah, there's no good happening anymore. I I wish Democrats acted like Republicans do. Like I'm yes. waiting for like a president just to turn to like the Supreme Court. Like, okay, that's a nice ruling. Um, how are you going to enforce it? What's yeah, that? Exactly. Are you going to enforce it with your army? Are you going to enforce yeah. it with your cops? Wait a minute, you don't have either of those, so maybe you should shut the fuck up. This actually reminds me, I don't know, did any either one of you guys read the uh, the profile on AOC and Vanity Fair? Not I yet, did, just I the excerpt that's on Twitter. It was actually, actually really good um, and kind of... Do you want to read that excerpt? Dovetails. Yeah, because it, it really is. I'll, I'll read it to you and then I've got a bigger point about right. Democrats and um, the likelihood of a Biden presidency and what Mm -hmm. we can really look forward to. Um, So the, the paragraph reads under a president Biden, if his life doesn't feel different, she points to a cab driver. She being AOC points to a cab driver whizzing by our table. If their life doesn't feel different, she gestures to people walking by the beauty shop in Bengali halal grocery. If these people's lives don't actually feel different. Now she is giving a stump speech over her omelet. We're done. You know how many Trumps there are in waiting? She is tired of incremental change of, quote, bullshit little 10% tax cuts, she says. I think, honestly, a lot of my dissent within the Democratic Party comes from my lived experience. It's not just that we can be better. It's that we have to be better. And we're not good enough right now. Yeah. And I think that the AOC is really spot on here. And one of my biggest fears is Biden winning just inheriting an absolute clusterfuck of America and then completely fucking up the landing. And we end up with a competent fascist as president in 2024. We have president Josh fucking Hawley or Tom Cotton or Tucker Carlson or something. I don't know. And, and yeah, no, that, that is absolutely the fear. And we'll definitely get into that as we talk about like the final stretch of this, um, fucking trump and biden campaign that's happening but i mean she was famously told um or talked about by nancy pelosi as being as she she wrote like the squad office you know being just four votes and so asc was like fine i'll go get more votes like um and that's and that's already happening i hope that things speed up in a way that mm-hmm. they need to. I hope AOC or someone like AOC, probably AOC primaries, Chuck Schumer. I want I that hope, more than anything. Yeah. Or just like Sam Cedar primaries, Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Just literally anyone, anyone primaries, Chuck, Chuck Schumer. Um, well, and and he when we want. say anyone, we should clarify so like from anyone the left. On the left. <laughs> anyone yeah. to his left. But um, yeah, that's, 
it's 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 not a matter of like it's what she said it's like we have to do better and we can do better um and i know like uh i know that you know joe biden um has a lot of we don't really have delusions about quote pushing him left or whatever right not but anymore the good thing is no. that um you know once the once the Democrats are in power once Joe Biden wins, most likely, and they take the Senate and the House uh, grows um, with a bigger margin. The unrest that we're seeing in the streets right now um, is going to continue. And so far, the insane, like the unprecedented um, uprisings that have happened across the country over the last, uh, it's been six months now, right. uh, something like that. Yep. Um, you know, those haven't pushed Joe Biden left, obviously, but again, he's not in power yet. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next few years as right. things continue to heat up and Joe Biden. And I mean, it's important to remember that the Black Lives Matter movement started under Obama yeah. and that these things are independent of electoral politics in a lot of way. So, um, I mean, there are a lot of Democrats who pretend like all, all that shit about like George Floyd is on the ballot, all of that fucking disgusting garbage. Um, you know, especially in the way that Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris have, or Kamala Harris have talked about like this most recent police killing, which I always also want to talk about probably at the end of the show. But um, yeah, so I, I'm just going to jump in real quick because sure, this brings me it. to a, a bigger point. You know, we talked about the response to all of this on the left. What we haven't talked about yet is the response on the right. And the fact is, is that Donald Trump and Trumpism is not unique and it's not singular. It's it's a metastasization of Reagan conservatism and even more so the Bush Jr. years and yeah. you know the freedom fries nationalism and the bigotry and ra racism that happened in a post 9-11 world. So again, Trumpism is not unique and, and he really is just a symptom of a larger disease and getting rid of Trump, whether it's in a week or if it's in four years, who knows? It's yeah. going to be like removing a tumor after that cancer has spread. Mm -hmm. And really the only way to kill Trumpism to kill Toxic conservatism is to completely overhaul the system, which is something I do not believe Biden nor Kamala Harris can or will do. Yeah. No, I mean, Joe Biden's response to the to Philadelphia was, gosh, stop looting. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And like, honestly, who gives a flying fuck if a Walmart is looted? Yeah. Okay. So we should, I mean while we're here, we might as well talk about it. So um, Walter Wallace Jr. Um, was a black man who was recently murdered by Philadelphia police um, this week. He, um, you know, I, he was quote armed. I think he had like a knife he had a on knife. him. Um, he wasn't, he was evading police. If I, if I um, followed the story correctly. Um, yeah. But I mean, please don't watch the video. Yeah, I mean, there's Just don't not, do it. Yeah, there's not a lot left to be said at this point because, I mean, it's the same story. It's the same thing about police being incredibly violent, about being incredibly uh, unaccountable to anyone. Not using 
any de-escalation tactics. Yeah, because they Nothing. don't give a shit and they don't need no. to, like, because they're not held accountable for it. So it doesn't matter if they do or not to them because they can just do whatever they want and get away with it. So and, yeah, and with qualified story. with qualified immunity, there's complete, almost complete impunity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we saw like. You know, his family gave a press conference. I think it was his son who was, uh, was a very young kid, like is out there giving a you know, press conference about um, his dad that was that was murdered. It's just incredibly heartbreaking. And it's just another in this long line um, of, you know, things that I, I would assume that Philly has like a Democrat DA as well. Like, I mean, yeah, it's so, a, I mean, it's a democratically run city. And it has yeah, so. Years um oh it's not just a know, democratically run da it's also like a supposedly a very progressive da it's larry krasner oh that's right yeah so we'll see what happens with with the cops if they're actually held accountable it's obviously incredibly unlikely as we've seen in other cities but um that's a thing that the democrats really do need to reckon with is that like you know when they govern with right-wing ideologies the republicans can look, say look look at the democrats look at these democrat run cities and look at how, look at these bad things that are happening and the democrats are responsible for a lot of things that happen because they're the ones in power so when you govern with that right-wing ideology that they have um, of just protecting capital at all costs this is this is the result and when you have police forces that are built to be powerful and unaccountable this is the result so um as mentioned like joe biden was asked about this i think kamala was asked about this as well and it was just the the same results but they also you know we saw another series of uprisings and again you know we get the same discourse about like you know protesting the wrong way or protest like we we would be more you know, receptive to your message if you protest the right way, which is fucking bullshit, first of all. But it's also the uh, a Walmart is has was famously um, looted or whatever. And, you know, they people get all up in arms about a, a fucking Walmart of all places uh, to go on the defense for is insane. But Jordan, you want to go off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, go, go, go cook. The only thing I can say about Walmart is there is not a more there is not a better monument to predatory capitalism than yeah. any Walmart in any city because of the amount of wage theft that goes on, the amount of wealth that's just shoveled up to the top that goes on with Walmart. It's insane. Uh, the Walton family is worth $190 billion. I will say yeah. it again, $190 billion. Nice. They make $70,000 every minute. They make $22 million every day and at the same point too they also pay one they've also paid 1.8 billion dollars in wage theft retribution and we can just go ahead and assume that they're not paying taxes oh no we can assume they're not paying taxes they're, they're too busy owning sports teams like nice. stan Kroenke is like married to a walton and he owns like 15 sports teams like it, it, it's incredible and i think i think i saw in bloomberg i don't know where i saw it but essentially Every Walmart costs a community, whether it's like public assistance, whether it's wage theft, anywhere from $1.1 million to $1.175 million. Have just, you, yeah. just in what it takes away from the community. Have you heard another um, politician other than Bernie Sanders talk about that dynamic with Walmart of how much uh, they are actually abusing the social safety, the very limited social safety net we have? <laughs> like with how, no, with, no like, not at all. 
he's literally the only one I've heard, but um, it, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's absolutely insane. So, and it, it's an, it's an especially egregious time to be complaining about Walmart when there have been countless stories now that we've learned about how much money billionaires in general have been made making because of the pandemic, how many private equity firms are completely gutting companies using the pandemic as an excuse to, um, how many bang capitals have yes, I mean, risen me, from the ashes. Dude, the company that I worked for at the beginning of the pandemic laid me off because of the private equity firm that that acquired us, but they didn't yeah. they didn't lay me off because of the um, because of the pandemic. They just saw thought that was a good time to, to to lay me off, and that was like a lot of other private equity firms. That, so, I mean, this country is not coming out of this um, in any sort of recognizable form when it comes to a lot of the businesses that have been destroyed. Um, because Speaking, of the the consolidation and the the wealth uh, grabbing that's been happening, the 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 fucking wealth looting that's been happening by private equity and and by capitalist billionaires. And well, and especially like how many stories have we read now about small businesses shuttering their their doors and, or shuttering their windows and yeah. you know, closing their doors for good? How many restaurants? How many mom and pop shops? Which is exactly what Walmart has been doing for decades, yep. especially in rural communities. They'll, they'll go and they'll build one of their monstrosities out in you know West Bumblefuck and it will be the only thing and it will have everything that you need. So your local tire shop goes out of business. Your local grocery store goes out of business. Yeah, because they can especially, offer such, cheaper, they can prices. Offer such yeah. cheaper prices. And so that has only been exacerbated during the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to talk about looting a Walmart, I I don't have a whole lot of tears to cry. I'm sorry, no. I don't. No, Walmart was the first disruptor capitalism. Like yeah. that was the very first one, and that should have been like the canary in the coal mine for what was to come with Uber and Lyft and all that as well. Well, like, and they 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 laid the blueprint for Bezos and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had like Sam Walton just do as like mm-hmm. the, the biggest like bullshit artist on the planet too, where he does forces his employees to do his little chant in the morning and things like that. Like, yeah, that dude they, I mean, they try sp- to make it all like very like they try to they're trying to replace religion with a lot of these companies, which is just it's it's as money. bad as those like Amazon PR ads. If you've seen them where it has, you know, they have just like some random Amazon employee talking about how much they love their job and how like. I, you know, I love that Amazon's helping me pay for college. And it just reminds me of like the Chris Rock sketch where it's just like, congratulations for doing what you're supposed to do. You low expectation having motherfuckers. Yeah, absolutely. And like Amazon loves me, despite the fact that they park an ambulance outside of the (laughs) warehouse because it's cheaper than having air conditioning. Yeah. But Jay Carney said Black Lives Matter. Um, (laughs) The thing is like. looting of like okay there are a lot of problems with like small business in this country and how this country views entrepreneurship in general um as being like um the way out of out of poverty for a lot of people instead of you know just giving them money as we have seen is actually effective um but like the looting of a big box store like walmart that's um what is essentially a, a capitalist centri- centrally planned economy with existing 
um, within our, our economy. Like any any rioting that takes place that that um, people are are taking the goods out of these stores, that's expropriation as far as I'm concerned. And no one should feel bad <laughs> about seeing that happen no. because it does not cost them anything. It does not fucking matter. People um, do not lose their jobs over that. It doesn't fucking matter. And it, um, yeah, it, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go do that cause I don't need it, but for anyone who does, or just feels like they, uh, they can and they should, they should do that. Cause I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, the Waltons will take that hit for about three minutes. Yep, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we should continue talking about uh, Trump and Biden right now while we're, you know, uh, on the on the Biden subject, I suppose. Um, and as mentioned, we're in the final stretch. Uh, Republicans are getting pretty desperate about um, about what to really focus on in these last uh, few weeks, I suppose. And the big thing, of course, has been the Hunter Biden, uh, what they would like to call a scandal, which is incredibly convoluted. I'm not sure if it's the if it's supposed to be about his drug use or his relationship with his dad. Um, but the thing that they're kind of going for is the business dealings in China or Ukraine or whatever. Which is and wild because doesn't ha- doesn't Ivanka have like like a half a dozen or so patents Dude, all of them yes. in China right now. Yes. All of them are like, and it's because of yeah. them. So they were incredibly mad that Hunter Biden used his, he tried to profit off his dad's name, which is, it is, it is brain collapsing to hear the Trump family complain about this. It's like, it's fucking insane. So there's a video of Eric Trump out right now, all over the internet talking about how significant uh, China has been for like the Trump family and Trump industry and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, well, they're all exactly. they're all just crooked as fuck. I know it, this is so, nothing new. It, it's it is nothing new. But this is like when Biden likely wins. This is going to be the next Benghazi. They're going to do hearings about oh, of this, course they about, are. about all this, and uh, however long they can keep this going. It's got it's they got to have. They got to have the uh, the busy blocks while everything else is going on when they're not the uh, governing the governing party and they'll do hearings. They'll do everything. So but the big thing that that came out this week or was supposed to is that Tucker Carlson um, with the most watched TV show on cable our 2024 president. Yeah, he um, he brought this uh, the, the their man in shining armor. This guy. I mean. I want, I want to say his first name is Tony, but I have no fucking idea. What's his first name? I think it is Tony. But his last name is Bobolinsky. So Mr. Bobolinsky is a man who had supposedly and probably did work with the Bidens on he worked with Hunter and like Joe's brothers or something. And he basically claimed to have what the fuck was the claim that like he had he, he he had correspondence that said Joe was involved as a private citizen at this point um, in like some business deals in China? Is that the whole thing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who Tony Bob Lewinsky is, because if you would have asked me like, I don't know, three hours ago, because I refused to learn anything about this guy, I would have said he was just a character from The Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> he honestly seems like a Yeah. Um, yeah, like he's like, we had, yeah, we had, like we had a, Pussy Bob and Sarah. Uh, yeah, what, what's Big Pussy, pussy Bobolinsky? <laughs> big Pussy Bobolinsky, yes. <laughs> so, um, he went on Tucker and he basically, you know, said he has proof of everything or whatever. He even mentioned he plugged the fact that he had Q clearance. The where Q comes from, 
um, in QAnon is that it's uh, it's Q is the 17th letter and uh, there's like 17 layer clearance or something and like Q is like the top secret or whatever. So supposedly he had Q clearance and um, so he plugged that. I have no idea what the fuck happened on this interview. I didn't care, didn't watch it. But something really funny that happened there's a Twitter account um, that people might follow. It's lib underscore crusher. And it's this Great leftist. Account. Well, it's this leftist Twitter account. And he, um, <laughs> while this interview was going on, he changed his uh, just display name. It still was lib crusher. He changed his display name to t- Tony Bobolinsky. <laughs> and he changed his picture to be Toby- Tony Bobolinsky's face. And he had like literally thousands of people who were watching Tucker like talking to him on twitter like thanking him for his service asking him questions about q and just like getting in all of these deep state discussions about like the bidens or whatever if you Um, have not taken a deep dive into weird leftist twitter (laughs) i would highly recommend doing it it's gonna rot your brain which like i mean who cares again it's it's done it to all of us but honestly you'll get some laughs (laughs) out of it so i'm wondering he may have deleted a lot of the stuff because it was seriously it was absurd and then he started tweeting some like stuff about trump um he had a whole thread of people who were basically just saying uh you know tony like thank you so much for your service um Oh my God. So once people found out it was, you know, Lib Crusher wasn't actually Tony Bobolinsky. <laughs> someone's like, this is this dope is impersonating Tony Tony Bobolinsky to discredit him. It should be obvious that this is not the real Tony Bobolinsky, and the person behind this account could be sued big time, reported for impersonation. <laughs> so um, you know, that was great and just continued for a while. And um, I don't know what happened. All of that was just hilarious, but Tucker on his show tonight on Wednesday, he had some really bad news for the Bobolinsky heads out there. Now, unfortunately, these incredibly secret documents that Tony himself was going to be providing, um, they apparently were stolen in the mail. (laughs) And apparently those were the only (laughs) copies of these secret documents. The copier was broken. We were on a deadline. We had to hurry. Okay, I'm sorry. Tucker Carlson doesn't know about the cloud. Dude, supposedly these only existed on like paper, even though Tony Bobolinsky claimed to have all these devices that had all this info on them. These secret documents, these secret documents he was planning on providing um, were stolen in the mail and we don't get the Bobolinsky tapes, unfortunately. This is better than when Rachel Maddow got like two pages of Trump's tax returns. Dude, I got it. We got we it. Got it. No, this is just mission, like when you like mission accomplished. This is just like when you like just kind of dicked off for a while and didn't do a paper. So you you saved a JPEG file as a PDF and tried to email it to your professor. So it just came in corrupted. <laughs> oh no! What happened? Hold on. Let me get you the real one, dude. That's so funny. It's like it's a 2020 version of like something that would happen in the movie Snatch. It really is. It's so embarrassing. Like. Oh man! Um, if if this, this is... is true, I hope it's because they fucked up with the post office so bad that they just yeah. lost it. <laughs> oh, there's there's no way it's true. I mean, let's I just be honest here. All of this is just like Cohen Brothers burn after reading stuff. It's just the saddest shit ever. Yeah. Oh my god. So oh, just just the worst. Um, so and you know things just continue to speed up. We've got you know the Bobolinsky thing, obviously huge. We recently had the incredibly rushed through um, 
confirmation of our new Supreme Court Justice, girl boss, Amy Coney Barrett. Who, let's let's um, give it up for Amy, Co- Amy Kobe Bryant, everybody. Amy Kobe Bryant, yeah, yeah. Amy Cohen Brothers, Amy Kevin Garnett, Amy... Coming through in the clutch, Amy Kobe Bryant. We love her. She's great. So... Congratulations just a sycophant on- who's just awful. She's terrible. But now the um, the conservatives got have a three a six three majority. Is that is that, is that right? Yep, that's I'm just right. Glad you know it's been the first time since basically the Kennedys that there's been a Catholic uh, really high up in the government. So you know I think it's really good that we're getting some Catholic representation. You know. They, they deserve that five-seat majority in the Supreme Court just based off of faith more than anything else. Yeah, so basically what led to this is that, you know, um, RBG died. They, you know, we had a bunch of liberals saying if they even try to replace uh, RGB, like, we're going to fucking riot. We're gonna like, we're going to burn it all down. Yeah, this Reza, all just went off Reza with... Reza Aslan's currently, like, filling Molotovs right now. Ready yes. To just go through them. Or he just, like, tweeted out a link to, like, voter registration. I don't know. I, I kind of trailed <laughs> off. And, he, <laughs> and and you might be thinking... That right there is the liberal version of getting Jokerized. I know. It really is. I'm so ready to they, vote right now. Let's do it. Let's I want to vote go. so fucking hard right now, dude. I'm going to pull vote, I'm gonna pull that lever for Joe Biden and immediately cum my pants. Dude, it's going to be great. I wish they actually had the levers still because it's very, it's very phallic. It would be incredibly uh, relieving for a lot of people, but... Um, yeah, I'm so, black block. I fill in the block. You might be thinking to yourself, wow, that seemed to happen pretty quickly. And the answer is yes, that did happen incredibly quickly. And um, the nomination happened quickly. Everyone got COVID from the nomination ceremony, but uh, that all kind of dissipated pretty quickly as well. Yeah, the um, COVID did more to slow down the nomination than the Democratic Party did. Oh, my God. Did. Yep. So the... Uh, Senate Judiciary Committee did have a hearing for her, which they should have boycotted from the beginning. They called it a sham and then still showed up. So that's bad. And of course, that committee is led by Dianne Feinstein on the uh, Democratic side and Lindsey Graham on the Republican side. All, so all like some Democratic staffer had to do to put that on hold is just like give Dianne Feinstein the wrong directions. That would have been I very ideal. They really so. That all went off without a hitch. This is the famous one where Diane Feinstein, um, she hugged Lindsey Graham, talked about how impressive um, Amy Coney Barrett is, um, and uh, thanked Lindsey Graham for his leadership through the whole thing. It was fucking disgusting. So now it's time for the actual, uh, I think, the is it the full hearing? I don't even know. Yeah, it was the full hearing with, every, with the whole Senate and um, Chuck Schumer, they like uh, they boycotted that part, I believe, where they were just outside, which they should have done. It didn't matter because she'd already gone through the first one. So they sort of boycotted something. They'd stood outside and Chuck Schumer gave a big thing about how, you know, this is a sham and this is ridiculous. And, you know, at this point, it was just too late. Um, didn't he say like they lost their dignity or something? He said so in the final night, like where they actually did vote, I believe, Chuck Schumer said, like, you know, you may get this, you may get this justice, but like you've lost all your credibility to the Republicans. Oh which, no, not their which credibility. Which is just like God, it's like it's it's like the the inspector gadget villain after every episode, after like Inspector Gadget saves the day. And it's always like, 
you know, I'll get you next time, Inspector Gadget. That that's the Democratic Party <laughs> every way single more. time. Yeah, except for way more inept too, because at least like yeah, and, and like instead in, in oh, Inspector Gadget, like he just stumbles through and gets it done anyway. Like Inspector yes, Gadget sir. never tries to do anything. He just kind of like falls in his lap. It's like oh. It's, guess I solved this crime or I guess I got this Supreme court justice through. All right, let's go. Just Penny. Fucking wily coyote. Yes. <laughs> so this is, you know, bad. Um, but something, <laughs> yes, it's, it's bad. Something also really bad happened where, uh, they just had a ruling about absentee ballots. The Supreme court did. Um, yeah, this sucks about absentee balance was it in wisconsin i think um so every state does their does their ballots differently which is just awesome and fantastic so every state um you know they uh sometimes like the absentee ballot or absentee or mail-in ballots can be counted before like when they're received sometimes they have to wait until the day of the election in order uh in order to count them but basically the result of this case that was brought to the supreme court is that which um Justice Brett Kavanaugh, famous beer lover and journal haver, he um, talked about. He wrote the 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 majority opinion, which ruled basically that uh, Wisconsin couldn't continue to count the ballots after like a certain point. And the the way he phrased it was that like ballots should be they should stop counting the ballots if or if it were to quote flip the results. The results are the results based on the votes. These ballots that have yet to be counted, whether it's on the night of the election or after the election, um, those are still part of the results of the election. And Justice Kavanaugh is straight up just being like, if it if it quote flips the results, then like they should be invalidated. And so, I, you know, I'm still skeptical to an extent of like what they'll really do at, you know, next week when it comes to this kind of thing. But they even cited Bush v. Gore in 2000, yeah. the election they stole. Um, which, which in like the opinion for Bush v. Gore, they say like this can never be used as a as a precedent beyond this yes. because we even don't, don't even believe our own bullshit on this one. And Brett Kavanaugh and maybe Amy, Amy Coney Barrett also worked, but Brett Brett Kavanaugh specifically was on the legal team for yeah ACB was too Jesus oh yeah so that's yeah. great but so let's see here there's a list of errors that Kavanaugh made in his opinion because he's a fucking dipshit uh, first off he said that Vermont <laughs> he said Vermont has changed its election laws in response to the pandemic which they haven't all they did was just yeah. mail a ballot to everyone which is because of that goddamn right. socialist up there <laughs> yeah he also yeah they're socialist governor who i think is a republican um let's see here mistake number two he says that states declare a winner of an election on election night that's horseshit states do not do that media outlets do with projections but states don't declare until votes are counted that's why you'll see like counts go on like weeks afterwards like i think in 2016 new hampshire didn't call (laughs) like the state for hillary clinton until like three days after the election yeah, and like Pennsylvania in particular is accepting mail-in ballots or ballots in general up until three days after the election. I think it's it's mail-in specifically, but like, so now that there's this precedent that like, oh, um, you know, if if it's looking like it's going to change the swing of things, which 
it very well could in a lot of situations, then these can be just invalidated, even though they are votes, because they are so desperate, they say, to have a winner on the night of the election. Yeah, but, and see, that's, but that's, yeah, that's the whole game. And honestly, at this point, I mean, if you believe in, believe in polling and everything, that's the one way that the Republicans are going to win this election is with the amount, especially with the amount of early voting that has happened, you know, and, and especially with younger voters, um, you're gonna get way more Democratic voters. And the only way for Trump really to win this election now is that if he's up on election day, they're pushing for this precedent that you have to call a winner that day and they will take it all the way to the Supreme Court. And with a 6-3 majority, who knows how that's ruled, but more than likely, especially when you've got three guys or three people who Trump have, has appointed to the court, they're going to probably rule in his favor. It's That's that's the end game. It's such an old dipshit sort of like way of thinking about it too, because Donald Trump will think like he'll go to bed on like Tuesday night and see like, and then wake up and see like his lead has like been gone because they counted through the night or something like that. And be like, where did my lead go? It, it was here, but exactly. I went to bed. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? It's bullshit. They faked it. They lied. They cheated. It's, mm -hmm. it's everything the money, the water to the point where he can probably try and like eke out some sort of like victory out of it. Or what I think is going to happen. He's just going to get his ass kicked and he's just going to claim he won. Yeah. He'll just pull a, a Pete Buttigieg. In Iowa. Yeah, and just uh, announce it. But, like, I mean, <laughs> polls look so bad for Trump. It's, like, really going to be, you know. Dude, Biden's leading in Georgia now. I know. And it's C really close in Texas as well. Yeah, CNN's national poll had Biden up 12 today. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at we're looking at big numbers right now. I mean, so, like, the last one I saw, it was, like, 389 to like 151 or something like that. Yeah. Um, like if it's he gonna, wins, if he were to win Texas, dude, he, it's yeah. like, if he wins Pennsylvania, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if they he wins Ohio, it's over. If he wins Michigan, it's over. Honestly, if they call Pennsylvania for Biden on Tuesday night, it's over. Yeah. Period. It's, it's there's no path. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, like obviously Trump's being getting pretty desperate, uh, going to some of the States that he feels he needs to go to before, you know, things finally it's election day, even though so many people have already voted, but like Nebraska, um, this is my favorite yes, story. Like Nebraska, Jordan, tell us about, God, I love this so Nebraska. much. <laughs> like many things in American history. People get cold and sometimes die in Nebraska. Usually that doesn't happen in the modern era, but... Um, even even Bruce Springsteen's album. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just glad that Donald Trump was able to have his own like variation of the Donner Party, except for, except for with like elderly voters. Yeah, it was just incredible. So what happened was he had his rally in Omaha, which is fine, whatever. Don't know why. He's we just can we call this cold chella? We've had cove chella. Can we call this cold chella? Boo. I don't know why he's holding a. <laughs> I don't know why he's holding a rally in Nebraska. The only thing at stake is one electoral vote. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Oh, it's a it's a pity party more than anything else. Like he just feels bad about himself. So you know he's just gonna be like, I just need to go in front of my people, which is just corn-fed midwesterners um 
and he really is just going up there to whine, dude. Yeah, he's like, that, that's he, it. He, he's he lost. Keeps, part of his stump speech is like, I used to have it so good. Things were going so well. He like is complaining and he keeps disparaging everywhere he's going to. Like, do you remember, if, dude, the Lake Erie? Let me see yeah. if I can pull it up because the Lake Erie quote is so good. Oh, no, I, I had that as the intro for the last episode. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. wants me. Iran doesn't want me. Yeah. China doesn't want me. <laughs> Nobody what wants was, me. What was the? Where was he when he was talking about Erie, driving the truck away? Yeah, oh. was that Erie? <laughs> the truck away. That was amazing because it's like. Let me pull it up. <laughs> we should put that one. That one in because. Oh, I guess he was one. saying. He was like, "Oh, it used to be so good for me. I just want to leave. I just want to get in one of those big, beautiful trucks and oh, go yeah. away." So it was in. It was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he said, oh, "By the way, nice trucks. You think I could hop into one of them and drive away?" <clears throat> I'd love to God. do it. Just drive the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of this. I've had such a good life. <laughs> he is My a life Bruce was Springsteen great. Song, Bro, he's talking he, like he, if he was one of your friends talking like that, you'd ask him if he was okay. Like I'd ask bro, him if he dude. wanted to one start a pop punk band in like the early two thousands, <laughs> but then also if he's okay. Yeah, it's now insane. Trump's Trump's gonna lose and he's gonna take over the nihilist Arby's account. But dude, <laughs> all I can say is that. Uh, there is not a better metaphor than that rally in Omaha. Just, yeah, so what oh my God. just people who love him unconditionally, no matter what, being left at the side of the road, literally, and left for dead. Yes. yes. So they were literally left out in the cold when, um, when they were supposed to be, I guess a lot of them took shuttles or buses to, um, to like the area where the rally was. And for some reason, the buses couldn't get to them after the rally. And like, uh, I think 10 or 11 people were treated with hypothermia. And there are obviously a lot of elderly folks there. It's fucking coronavirus still. And they're literally <sighs> left out in the cold after a Trump rally. Um, just to and, hear him complain, dude. And just not just that, but like, I don't know if you guys have experienced Midwest cold. It's not, not. It's not. Oh, it's not good. Cold. Oh, I've been to Chicago actually it's, in the it's winter. It's miserable. It was very chilly. It's um, like gets in your bone cold. Yeah. Just a PSA for all of our listeners out there. If you see a MAGA, uh, a MAGA voter out there stranded, just remember: <laughs> if you're cold, they're cold. <laughs> Please bring them inside. Oh my God! Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> Thoughts and prayers for everyone who was stranded and got hypothermia, but like, this is where we're at. And, it, you know, I, I can't remember who I was listening to or where I was listening to it, but they were talking about, you know, with culture being against, so against everyone that's like a, a MAGA head and you got to listen. Everyone just, all of them apparently still like hate watch SNL or like the late night guys, the Jimmy's. They're the only ones. Dude, Trump is their like late night host comedian guy because he just like stands up there and he talks to them and they just love it. Even when he's talking shit on their towns that they live in, he's their he's their late night host. It's and so sometimes, wild to me because yeah, he so does. He'll just sit there and be like, you know, you guys really live in this terrible, just shitty <laughs> town, and they'll just cheer for him. And and you know, he's like, yeah, you know, and and before the rally, I went and got a a double quarter pounder at McDonald's, you know, that disgusting place where you fat fucks get your slop. And again, they'll just look at him starry eyed. They just clap, dude. They love they just it. Clap. They're like, They're like oh, train seal. Yes. Just train like, seal. Oh, oh my God. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> they, like they, they love it so much though. 
And I, I don't understand at all because I think like, despite the fact that he's done nothing to help them at all during all this, despite the fact that he's probably made a lot of people's livelihoods and actually lives worse during his presidency, they think he's, he's, they think he's fixed everything and they love him, especially because he makes all their like shitty liberal relatives angry. That's all it is at this point. That's all that's left. It's just grievance the, politics. That's it. Yeah. The, the magic yeah. is gone. The only thing left is owning the libs. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, you know, like the times I've been out in the cold for like, you know, for like a Bernie rally or something. And I'm like, wow, the message I was receiving, I would have, it would, if it were way colder, I would have been there. But like, if I, I would never go to a political rally where the person I'm going to see is just basically saying like, are you, you guys are fucking dumb. It's too cold here. Why do you live here? You guys suck. Imagine. I want to just drive me away on a big jet plane. Just imagine though, like catching hypothermia to listen to a man talk about how often he flushes the toilet. No. Oh my God. Is Does he still do that part of his speech? The, I, don't, the water I don't know, pressure? but still like, oh. yeah, like that was, that was a thing for like two, three years. I know. He's moved on to that to just like, I'm just sad now. <laughs> So now I, all I can think about now is like Jack Torrance just frozen in like the in like the stands just watching this, wearing a MAGA hat as like <laughs> wearing a, as like as like Jack Donald Torrance Trump just talking about like you guys just ever just think about ending it all? Oh my god! I, I some days you just you just think about it. Maybe maybe I Dude, don't know. Suicidal Trump is would be oh man, that's so good. Um, <clears throat> there was another rally that took place in another place that Trump complained about, which was Arizona, and he complained about it for being too hot. <clears throat> but he had a special guest uh, at this rally in Arizona, and oh, you might Jesus. be thinking, "Let's see, who are some famous Arizonans that would that like Trump? Maybe is it Jeff you know, Flake's son? Jeff Flake's son? Maybe <laughs> Sheriff Joe Arpaio? It's actually uh, um, it's Halloween and it's really spooky. So uh, I'm actually thinking John McCain's ghost." Got John McCain's ghost came with uh, is a dance ensemble full of the um, Arizona skinwalkers at that ranch out there in the Hell desert. Yes. Um, no, you're, it's, it was actually, in fact, it was it was Utah Senator Mike Lee, famously anti-democratic Utah Senator Mike Lee, and also gigantic coward who won't box me for charity. That so, is true. So and, the one thing I can think about is, do you think Mike Lee is like angling to be the post-Trump Trump? I think so. I think I think. He thinks he's going to be able to move on to... But he's got the face and the charisma of my thumb. Dude, he's also one of these guys that is was very much on record as being anti-Trump. I found... Yes! Um, I, was, I was looking back on like some articles from 2016. Um, he, he talked specifically about one of the funniest things Trump did. He said... Uh, you know, if he would vote for Trump or Hillary Clinton and he, he said, I'm not going to vote for Trump. He said, I mean, we can get into the fact that he accused my best friend's father of conspiring to kill JFK, <laughs> which is, of course, talking about Ted Cruz. Um, he also said we can go through the fact that he's made some statements that have identified um, that has been have been correctly identified as religious, religiously intolerant, which is a very mild way of saying uh, very racist against uh um, generally people who are of the Muslim faith. Um, and he says, we can get to the fact that he is so unpopular because my state consists of members who are religious minority church. And, you know, so we used to say all these things about how, um, 
you know, that he wanted to know that Trump wasn't going to be on. He, he said, I would like some assurances that he's going to be a vigorous defender of the Constitution, that he's not going to be an autocrat, <laughs> that he is going to be that he is not going to be an authoritarian. Mr. Lee said oh. that is an unreasonable demand. And I'm wondering what his criteria mm-hmm. was then and what his criteria is now, because Trump is the exact same fucking person he was when he walked down those goddamn or when he came down the golden escalator to talk about uh, rapists and drug dealers or whatever from Mexico. Like he's the exact same person. Exact same person. He's been the exact same person since like the 60s. Yes. And and that was the thing. Like the Republican Party bended to his will, not the other way around. Exactly. And I mean, look at every sort of like Utah Republican at the time too, because they all did that same bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, remember Mitt Romney's sort of like pitiful like dinner with Donald Trump where he was looking like he's looking back like a like a scolded dog. Or, yeah, yeah, very. Or the the. I mean, not in Utah, but the Ted Cruz making calls for Trump. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a great picture. That should be framed somewhere. Um, also, let's think about like cock shit imaginable. Like, let's think about like John. Let's think about like Chaffetz too, who like said like on record, uh-huh. just like I cannot look my daughter in the eye and vote for this man. And then like four weeks later, like yeah, I support Trump. Sorry. Well, and then he was like posting pictures of shaking Hillary's hand at Trump swearing in yeah, and saying like, I respect this woman, but I'm so glad I didn't vote for her. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, this is where we're at. But um, Mike Lee during this rally today, a big piece of this was trying to rally um, Mormons for Trump. He's been, he's done this in Utah. He's like, they had this ad that was like you Mormon thought leaders uh, for Trump or whatever. And he's part of this like ad is he, where he's, is he like oh. recruiting fucking Kurt Bester? Yeah. We, we still got to do a bonus episode of that because that's still like the most batshit oh, crazy. Did thing we never ever. talk about yeah. that? No, we never did, but oh, shit. I don't yeah. think we have enough time on this one too, just because like we could fill an entire episode with that one because it that's is right. Absolute. Lunacy. It was insane. Um, I got time this weekend. <laughs> quick bonus on that. Yeah, it was so and go through each one of the people who was in that ad because there's Halloween, insane. everybody. <laughs> um, so in- he's gonna he's gonna get that really coveted Taysom Hill vote. Yes, he absolutely is. Um, the uh, yeah, who's the um, Ty Detmer was in that video. Oh, he oh, was right. He was <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mike Lee today at this Arizona Trump rally. Um, obviously making a good sell to the good. He, he first mentions, um, you know, other Christian faiths and talking about how, uh, you know, that Trump is, you know, a, a man of God or whatever. But then for the, the, the fellow Mormons out there, he dropped a real, you know, nice take for them, which was comparing Trump to Captain Moroni from the Book of Mormon, which... <laughs> Oh yes. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's a listen. It's been a long time since I read the Book of Mormon, and even then, I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. I don't think there's Same. a whole lot of character traits between Captain Moroni and Trump, as that, described. I don't know, <laughs> man. Described. I'm pretty sure that Moroni slayed a lot of porn stars. Oh man, <laughs> who's the who's the uh, cartoonist who always like draws Trump to be like a dime? Uh, Ben Garrison. Yeah, Ben Garrison. The only way you can make that fit is if you like, if it's like the Ben Garrison Trump. Yeah, honestly, because the uh, Homelander Trump. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so he just said some more bullshit and this is just, I mean, it's pretty sad at this point. And I really do wonder what Mike Lee is angling for, whether he thinks he's going to be the guy that's going to take the uh, Trump mantle because. Or is it that just he wants Republicans to stay in power so he can continue just being a shitty person? It's, I mean, it's, it is probably that, but like they, they all know what's like, what's on the cards here. And I think they all think they all probably know to an extent that they're going to lose, but there's no one poised to take over the Trump um, you know, the Trump following um, at this point, he hasn't like appointed someone as being like, I mean, it's clearly not going to be any of his sons because they're all fucking shit brains. But like, um, you know, there's no one really ready to take that over. And like, there are like super fashy guys probably wanting to like Tom Cotton and uh, Josh Hawley, those fuckers. Um, But like, they don't have, they don't have the whatever made Trump popular. They don't have the panache. They don't have the charisma. They don't have the entertainment quality that that Trump. And frankly, like they don't really have the the balls or like the I know the the like. I mean, let's we should just call it what it is. Trump is Trump is a very pretty prissy bitch. Yeah, he is. He is. He is a queen. Yes, and. Honestly, it, yeah. and he is a messy bitch who loves drama but uh, on top of that too he's also charismatic and actually yeah gets exactly going. like you think and affable and entertaining you think mike lee has that char- charisma or tom absolutely Cotton, that cake no, no, I, there's freak? no one there's no one no, yet the only the, the best way that you can probably describe that is like the democratic party trying to replace barack obama with hillary clinton yeah like yeah you can try but guess what? Replacing like a charismatic and cool black guy with like a 65 year old woman who has done nothing but scold people her entire life probably isn't going to have the same impact. I mean, and Mike Lee is just basically like if George Costanza spent a decade watching Fox News. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Mike Lee is just if like a. He's like a test tube baby that was developed by the Federalist Society. Yeah, it's and it's just boring. Fucking... And I, I don't know if they can wheel. I, I guess. I guess we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen, but like they, um, you know, they can't really get a rise out of out of the the troops, I guess, so to speak. Like Trump can, and um, you know, Trump's whole thing, like his entire like policy. He doesn't have policies. He just uh, he just triggers the libs, and that's why people like him. Um, because he's but willing yeah. to say whatever, like he doesn't, he doesn't have any sort of filter. He doesn't have any sort of shame. No, and he he doesn't. He just he doesn't give a shit, and he never has because he's never had to face any sort of repercussions in his life. Yeah, he and definitely hasn't. My biggest fear about this is like them trying to replace Trump is they're going to try and fill the void of his personality with just more blood and soil fascism. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's scary. And I don't know just generally how popular it's going to be. I I guess we're going to see. I'm it's worrisome, but I don't. That's why I don't think like the 2020 is the most important election ever. I think 2022 is going to be the real important election because that's going to be the thing like, okay, great. So Democrats control all these seats. Can they maintain it at all? Or are they just going to get wiped out again like they did in 2012, 2010? Yeah. And I wonder what Trump does after. Like, he's obviously going to do, I think, Trump News Network or whatever the fuck. He was planning oh, to do sure. Trump TV before he got elected because he wasn't really planning on getting elected. 
So he's gonna I don't know. Keep, it's, he's going to keep grifting people and he's going to figure out a way to continue to do his pity party rallies. Yeah. And maybe he's going to be able to get, um, he's so fucking old though. Maybe he's going to be able to get people, um, you know, uh, he's going to get people up for whoever comes next, but I guess, I guess we'll see. I don't Um, think it works because Trump can only really talk about himself. He really can't talk about anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. He can't like, like every time he talks about someone too, he just like, like short, like sentence fragments. He's a big guy. He's a, he's a beautiful guy. Just look at him. Just look at him. He's like the quarterback on the high school team. He's a big guy. (laughs) Like he can't like he, that's all he got too. Like just short little sentences about how they're either beautiful, strong, or big and that's it or like you know when the press asked him to talk about his brother and he said uh yeah he was a big fan of mine yeah that's all you got that's gonna be like his endorsement too it's like yeah we like we got here tom cotton you know he was a troop good guy good good troop anyway a big fan of mine uh give him my full support yep let's make america great again again Oh my god. <laughs> um yeah, I it's 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 just the worst. Um so I mean, should we quickly talk predictions of what's going to happen? I think we all kind of feel the same way I, yeah. on the yeah. way things are trending. Uh president, I'm saying Biden wins 380 to something. I th- I think I think the way everything is trending right now, it's like it's the opposite of what Hillary Clinton was doing because right now, like she was like, this is when the alarm bells were going off everywhere too. It's like, Oh no, Michigan's down to two points. Mm-hmm. And I think this is entirely different because Michigan's like seven Wisconsin's yeah. like 12. Uh, no, like the only like real alarm bells I've been seeing is like Nevada. And even if Nevada's like, Nevada's weirdly close because yeah. I mean, they've treated like the Latino and Hispanic voting block as like a, as very um yep. you know similar but like you know it's breaking apart in a lot of different ways and because uh, they refuse to like follow any of the sort of the playbook that bernie sanders kind of used right yeah. and um it turns out that the democrats and the republicans you know there are there are differences when it comes to immigration but like not enough for a lot of <clears throat> these people so no. um you know you know what was well, especially when the obama administration deported more people than the trump administration yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, more than the Bush administration. I don't know if like, I don't know, like on pace, what exactly it would end up being with eight years of Trump, but, um, something, true, true, true. Uh, something that was interesting that I saw, did you guys see that video of those th- uh, three black women that I think it was CNN was interviewing and they were basically saying how they were undecided because undecided, meaning that they were either going to vote for Biden or not at all. But they said that they would vote, like they were asked, you know, why are you undecided? Like, why haven't, hasn't Biden convinced you? And they didn't feel like Biden had earned their votes. They didn't feel like he had taken responsibility for the crime bill mm-hmm. um, and all these things. And then they also, and then she asked if, um, if Kamala Harris like made them excited about the ticket and they were like, hell no. <laughs> and they were like, no, like she was like, she, she's part of that too. Like, just like, you know, people are willing to um, advance their careers and be on, you know, that side of, 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 uh, certain issues. Um, if, if that's what it takes to advance their, their careers. So we're just in a really awful, bad situation, but like the Democrat playbook has been to go after suburban white people. 
and um, suburban white women in particular, and it is appearing to be paying off. Um, and I also, yeah, I think Biden's going to win. And I, but I, what I don't know is what's going to happen next week when it comes to um, counting votes or what's what that's going to look like. I think we might we might be in for a tough one, but I am I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, if it's a square fight, I think yeah, like it's a it's a knockout. I mean, absolutely. Like I think it's definitely in like landslide territory. I mean, probably Biden wins by ten points. I'd say that's just a. I mean, that's just the way it's looking right now, just through polling yeah. and all that. And yeah. I think, I think on top of that too, like probably 380 electoral votes, but that's the question mark too, especially in a lot of these States, like what's governor Kemp in Georgia going to do to kind of just like, kind of just like crawfish out and just kind of fuck the results. I mean, well, yeah. So previously so the, the Supreme court decided that like some of like these voting, um, counting ballots and all that stuff. This was up to uh, um, state courts, but now apparently it's up to state legislatures. So really it's going to come down to a bunch of state legislators who are like, it's going to be, you know, what these fucking, like how into Trump they are if they're willing to, you know, really try to fucking throw this thing. But it, I honestly think it might be too much of a, um, too much of a gap at this point but who yeah knows? i think at this point it's just pretty much just like setting it up for the elections after this not necessarily this one and i don't know if like republicans are willing to throw their entire like credibility and legitimacy for donald trump just to like try and protect him from like a massive yeah massive electoral loss yeah i mean they've got everything they've wanted they have three supreme court justices that they've added to the courts yeah. um like they've I mean, solidified their control over the judiciary in ways that we will not be able to undo in our lifetimes, probably. Yeah. And they don't have any mm -hmm. policies that like short of like essentially invalidating or abolishing the Supreme Court. Yes, exactly. Um, and they don't have, uh, you know, policies to govern with. Like, do, I mean, what what will they do with four more years? Like, I, don't, I guess I don't really understand um the big sell or like why they would even want that at this point they other than just need four power. more years i mean they don't the they did thing it about all being reactionary is you're just reacting to pro progressive changes yeah and if you solidify your control over the judiciary you can accomplish that without actually holding anything in the in the legislature or the presidency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so uh that's obviously you know tune in tune in to your local tv network next week to watch the election i suppose you can, oh, can follow us on twitter we'll be <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll be, be, be we'll sure be to live get the election that. um you, sure you can also watch like the you can also watch like the new york times needle if you just want to go fucking insane <laughs> the needle oh man i love the needle hate the needle live and die by the needle <laughs> um, i just never watched that in 2016 like oh no oh no oh, that was oh bad. no yep yep the needle the needle the needle it was it was insane i uh i i, I don't know what's going to happen locally with like the burgess owens and ben mcadams election um well, well burgess I, I, owens I, is not like is, is spending everything he's got at this point so i know you guys want to hear something depressing yes by this time next week we will have governor spencer cox well <laughs> governor elect governor elect yeah i mean yeah he won't be sworn in but 
you know. I, I am impressed by Burgess Owens' last push, though, because it's pretty much just him calling Ben McAdams corrupt a bunch of times. Yes. He, I don't know what's... <laughs> That's I really I, what it is. So I haven't been paying attention to what Burgess has been saying. I've just seen all the anti-Burgess stuff. Um, Well, he uh, put out this, like, sort of, like, graphic on his Twitter page this time, too. as uh Ben McAdams in, like bold red letters and then like small white text was investigated by the FBI for, and then bold red letters again, corruption. Yep. So it's, it's very funny. And then, uh, Oh, let's see what else we got. Uh, then he retweeted a Gordon B Hinckley quote, which I thought was funny. Oh yes. <laughs> That's great. Honestly, there's a part of me that wants Burgess Owens to win. It, like a very small part of me, because I know the, Democrats in the House are probably going to expand their majority by like 10 or 12 seats or so. So losing Ben McAdams really does nothing. But I am so tired of just having the standard like moderate Democrat who does nothing that I would be totally okay if he just got his ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel that way too. It's like, as long as it's inconsequential, yes, yeah, I feel. As long as it's inconsequential, I really don't care. Like, oh no, the guy who endorsed uh, Bloomberg for president just got got his ass kicked by like a conspiracy theorist. That would honestly yeah. be probably the best thing possible because at that point too, like the Democrats, like, well, okay, the guy we thought was the reasonable adult in the room just got cleaned by a guy who thinks that a cabal is holding children's captive all over the country. So. Dude, I know. I, I can't remember if I've mentioned it on here, but it is funny how few Burgess signs, or excuse me, Trump signs I see, but so many Burgess signs. So, so many like, Burgess oh, yeah. Everyone is so, everyone, all the respectable, all the respectable Republicans are too embarrassed about um, Trump. But they're uh, full, fully on board with Burgess because, I, I mean, when you weaponize identity politics in the way that Democrats often have, like this is what mm-hmm. we get. Yeah, like, this is this is why you have nothing to like to defend yourself against Burgess Owens because you can't like be you can't call him out for like his shitty politics like you would like a, like a Bernie Sanders Democrat could because well, yeah, your politics like is based on nothing. Difference on, yeah, the, like the, exactly. the policy difference. Like, yeah, he's a fucking like psychopath that believes in QAnon, but like, w- <laughs> like he's what policy wise, like, is it going to be that much different? I don't know. Is yeah. it going to make that much of a difference to this district? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Cause Burgess Owen can go out there and call like, they can call like Joe Biden and Ben McAdams racist all he wants. And they can't say anything back to him. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. have no sort of like policy basis to do so. It is like, um, sir, I'm not racist. I endorse the guy who did uh, essentially allowed fascism in New York City. I can't be racist. Yep, absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all next week. And we, we love to see it. We're really excited about it. And I am just I'm I said this earlier. I'm so fucking excited to not see political ads or signs anymore. Like obviously, oh my god! Not on the uh, stop paying attention to politics thing, but just like going on a fucking bike ride and just seeing so many goddamn signs. Oh. I just can't. Or well, like, worry. you'll oh, see those so for like ugly. the next six months too, because they never clean them up. Do they? I, I'm gonna clean up my neighborhood of those because I fucking hate them so much. <laughs> just, I, just, I, be I just, careful, just be careful of the Trump ones because they're putting razor blades on the bottom of them so people can't <laughs> steal them. I, are they? Oh my god! I no, bet I, they are. I read about like a like a public worker like a public works official somewhere like tried to move it to, like so he could do like a measurement on a meter and slice his hand doing it because yeah. people are crazy 
They really are. I'm really excited to be able to open Venmo and not get a reminder to vote. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even know that was happening. I know it's happening on Instagram. It's on like every single app I use. I know. Use <laughs> like I log into my log into my bank account and it's like, hey, did you remember to vote? Here are your precincts. Did we talk about the Expensify thing last week or that not, not ha- happened yet? No, do I don't know? think we've talked about it. Okay, so I, I to my work email, I got an email from the CEO of Expensify who, tell me this. who oh, wrote like a full, uh, I didn't talk about it on pod though. He wrote like a full um, a full essay about why you should vote for um, uh, <laughs> for Joe Biden. What a king. And um, <laughs> so... Okay, first thing, it's really weird that that came to my that was to my work email. Like, I mean, I I, I think that's kind of strange, but whatever, don't care. Um, but it is hilarious that like I I respected this a bit more than just like the uh, nudging and winking that you should vote for uh, Biden, both house saying you should vote for Biden. Um, and it's uh, I, I did appreciate the honesty that was just like, no, you, you should vote for Joe Biden. I'm the CEO of Expensify <laughs> instead of just <laughs> saying, uh, you know, maybe you should get out and vote. I'm just not going to say who to vote for, even though like I don't want Trump people to vote. Fuck that. I, I would be great <laughs> if no Trump people voted. I don't Since want their voices heard. Yeah, they just who cares? Um, Catch a bus to Omaha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. So, I mean, there's not, a, we have some other things left to talk about. Like we'll, we'll probably get into it later, but like the jazz announced that they're, the, that they're being sold to, um, Ryan Smith of Qualtrics, which was so incredibly sudden that like, I, um, that one really caught me off guard. You know, uh, we have talked a lot about, Hunter Biden and the Trumps and the dangers of nepotism. Um, and I would just, I just want to give my wholehearted congratulations to Ryan Smith for buying the Utah Jazz. Yep. Agreed. Um, let's Make see. it public, you cowards. Honestly. Um, but hey, if he tears down the Malone statue and we get games on Sunday, I won't hate him. Yeah. And like, I I don't know if if we're gonna be if the thing I love is gonna be controlled by a, a billionaire I guess it might as well be one who has like a psychopathic need to win so yeah um, and, and yeah also is at least a little bit woke too I'll I'll take that over the family that oh my god UPN that reminds of, me yeah I'll take yeah. that over the family that removed UPN off of KJAZ because it was quote unquote too urban. I'll take that over the family that kept Brokeback Mountain at theaters because of some sort of gay panic. Yes, I'll, yes. I'm yes, actually yes. really excited for the, for the Millers to be able to take the money they just made, the $1.6 and create an even larger slush fund for the SLCPD. See, I don't think they'll do that Damn because it. they don't have to care about downtown anymore. That's true. That's true. They I don't know. Be... Gail, Gail still lives in the avenues. Oh, yeah. But... She lives up above the avenues. Yeah, but she does. She's, she's safe up there. Yeah, no one's going to touch the avenues. I mean, anytime like a homeless person crosses Seventh East, there's like two cop cars on them. Yep. And yeah, that's um, true. I, so <laughs> that reminds me to talk about his, his wokeness because Andy Larson tweeted that he donated to BLM and NAACP. <laughs> so I said, I was obviously joking, but I said, 
wow, I will not be buying tickets to watch a Marxist basketball team play. I will simply not. The Utah Jazz and Ryan Mao Smith have completely lost me as a fan. I've preemptively destroyed my television and computer devices in my home. They will not get my business. I had multiple people respond to me like saying I was stupid and uh, someone saying like, I love this song. Now you don't even have a TV or, or a computer in the middle of a damn pandemic. <laughs> you know like, what though? It's no coincidence that Carl Malone and Karl Marx share a first name. This is true. This is absolutely true. Someone said, use nothing but a bitch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so that was funny. He's got owned, bro. I know. It, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Um, There's way too many people who like tweet at you that picture of like guys in their cars wearing sunglasses. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I think one of them was, was someone I know. So he was being sarcastic. I'm super but... stoked for Kyle to get the Gordon Haywood haircut tomorrow. Dude. Yes. I, I also, I, uh, I think I'm committed to growing my hair super long again this winter. So same. Be on the be on the lookout. Out, all, all the folks out there. Um, you can join the headband gang with me, dude. I'm. Thank you. I'm. I'm excited. Um, should we Should we end it there, boys? Um. Yeah. Just one last thing I want to talk about. Hey, the Dodgers won the World Series. The Dodgers did win the World Series <laughs> and which... then immediately infected themselves with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Tell us and about every... that real quick. All right. Both so teams. in the second inning, uh, apparently there was a positive test for Justin Turner, the Dodgers third baseman, who then they did a quick sort of a retest at the sample here in Utah too. So local connection. Awesome. And then it came back positive again in the sixth inning. And then they pulled him because he has COVID. And then after they won the game, he was allowed to go outside and play again and essentially just hang around the players. Hug, how how hug does the that players. work? Why was he allowed to? <laughs> Whatever. Because <laughs> because Major League Baseball, once like the World Series is over, they stopped giving a shit. Like, oh, nice. they we did, did it. it. We it. did it, guys. We got through the season. We don't have to worry about it anymore. And you guys can infect each other all you want. Hey, Justin Turner, you want to go sit down right next to your coach who just who just recovered from cancer not that long ago, go right ahead and do it. It's cool, man. You won a championship. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Yep. And it's, just, it, it's oh, incredible man. to me too. And it's like, it, it aggravated me and it just made me come to the conclusion that we shouldn't have any sports right now. No, none. absolutely none. I don't care anything. NFL, college football. I think the pretty much the only thing that could do it was basketball just because it was, it was, Odd enough being in the bubble that it didn't give people this false sense of security about seeing sports. But it was also just like, I mean, there were how many regular season games, like eight or something like that. And then it was the playoffs. So it was a, it was a small season. Yeah, it was. And it was, it was a smaller amount of teams and there were no, there was no travel. It was the only way to do it. And they, the NBA was able to do it because they were already close to the end of the season and we're heading towards the playoffs. Yeah. And I think having you couldn't, sport, do a, you couldn't do a full regular season that way. No, you absolutely yeah. couldn't. And I think sports needs to stop because I think having mm-hmm. sports gives us like this fiction that everything is fine because it allows every dipshit out there to go like, well, if the NFL is playing, how come I have to go to a store with a mask? And Honestly, that's kind of a good example, too. If you have 65 guys traveling across the country everywhere to go play a football game, why are we allowing that? But also, like, 
yeah doing <clears throat> mask mandates too it's like if we act like there's a problem every anywhere we need to act like there's a problem everywhere yeah mm-hmm. absolutely it should uh you know be taken seriously and um you know the nba did it right last season uh and how that went but <sighs> i don't God. think they're gonna do it um, well this next season i don't think so either it's nope. gonna be a disaster especially because they're gonna start in in uh sorry in december right yeah or december january i don't know i i think it's all kind of up in the air right now too yeah. just because it's all pretty much just to be determined really and there should be no football right now college football is a travesty yeah like this shit should not be happening there shouldn't be fans in stands there shouldn't be fans at byu what are we doing yeah no it's uh you know you know just is it just everything is just the way it's going the trump the trump administration explicitly said they're done uh they're done fighting the pandemic they um, they just straight punted yeah, yeah, they said they're done fighting against the pandemic. They are now committed to, you know, therapeutics and vaccines or whatever. But the insane thing about that is that when your ICUs and your hospitals are filling up, who's going to be there to administer the therapeutics? Fucking no one. You won't be able to get in. So, well, and they they've gone all in on herd immunity, but like correct me if I'm wrong, you need a you need a vaccine in order to have herd immunity yeah and there's also no herd immunity because like people are getting this virus multiple times it's not chicken pox i know and also like we are at a point where um you know to get to herd immunity theoretically it's like 60 70 something percent of people it's like 90 percent. yeah we're literally talking about like millions of deaths so no yeah that's not a strategy we we don't have a strategy like we're just like there's not pretending it will go away and like throw buzzwords at it because someone with like a middle degree from like Hollywood upstairs medical school, just, uh, <laughs> just Google viruses and make stop. We got fucking pandemic folks, uh, out in control right now. Hi so. everybody. Oh my God. So, uh, your liver bones. I've got one tweet. I'm going to read sure. from, uh, the King Cl- close Albert, us out. Albert Lee. And it kind of sums everything up. It says the Democrats fought Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation the same way Republicans fought coronavirus. They tried nothing and somehow it didn't work. Yep. It good night, folks. Uh, ooh, good night. We'll see you guys on the other side. Peace. Bye.